Hello and welcome to Arbitrary Ramblings, a show where my friends and I attempt to entertain you with random thoughts, facts, opinions, etc. If you enjoy, please make sure to let us know. Without any further ado, let's get right into the content. Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Arbitrary Ramblings podcast. Uh, this week, it's just going to be, or this week, this episode, <laughs> it's just going to be me and Casey. Dylan, unfortunately, has been busy this week with both of his jobs and stuff. But oh, it's his mom's birthday. We got plenty. Oh, yeah. And his mom's birthday was tomorrow. Tomorrow, but they're right? going to dinner. Yeah. Ha- happy birthday, Dylan's mom. Yeah, happy birthday, Dil- Dill's mom. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got, we got a couple cool things to talk about. We definitely wanted to hit on music somewhat tonight. Uh, popular artist that I'm sure everyone who listens to knows about Juice World just came out with a new album. That's I I think it's amazing. I know you yeah. Casey you think really highly of it as well. We're gonna get into that later. And then uh, I know you, Casey you brought up the whole uh, Doctor Disrespect thing because there's been some new news on that. He posted something on Twitter earlier today actually yeah, about no caption or nothing, just a video of him standing somewhere. But we'll talk about it later. Yeah. As of time of recording, it was seven hours ago. But yeah, yeah. anyways, um, you th- I want to just get started with the Juice World album, I guess. That's probably a good place. Yeah, to... you can you can go ahead. So I mean, I don't even know where to begin, man. <laughs> like it's just this. <laughs> there's a lot of emotions when you listen to that every album. Song, yeah. Literally yeah, every song, yeah. Because every cause he talked about essentially what happened to him at the end of his life so much throughout all of his music and especially this album like i think one of the most popular ones on that is wishing well yeah, it's one of the most popular it's probably and, the best song on the album but it's not my oh favorite, yeah but i, I think it's, it's one of juice world's best songs personally but i was just think, like if you really listen to that song and like there's every single lyric just makes you like want to talk to him and help him but like, what if that came out on Death Race for Love, or like not, Goodbye and Good Riddance? Well, what if he released that intense of a song, like saying, you know, uh, I stopped taking the drugs and now the drugs take yeah. me? Like that line gives but, me goosebumps every time I hear that song. So I was, and what what if that came out earlier, man? Like maybe someone we we could have I don't want to say we, but like somebody could have truly stepped in. And then like, yo, this is not good. You need yeah, to get so, actual help. So I was listening to Logan Paul's podcast, and his co-host Mike was talking about. He's like, that's all because I'm guarantee you all those songs were recorded way, way like a while ago. And his Logan Paul's Logan Paul's uh, co-host was saying he's like, if you're sitting there in the studio and listening to him say those things, why would they not say something th- about it? And that's. I don't, I don't know how how it was in the studio. Maybe someone did say something to him, and maybe it was trying to get better. And then, I don't know. It's just... Well, I, I just think like, there are plenty of people... Like, he talks about in his songs, like how Allie, his girlfriend, was like, you know, Juice, you need to stop this. You're going to die if you keep doing this to yourself. And like he talks about how he tries to quit, and like, he, do, he didn't want to do that stuff as habitually as it was yeah, i know he was but i know he was it's just a part down. of the environment I'm, I'm, it's it's just yeah. a part of the environment man i i, heard, I thought it, i heard some things about him slowing down and stuff but the way he didn't die just from like he don't re- the way he died is he popped all of his pills because the cops were at his 
private jet when it landed. He, so he just popped everything he had for some reason, which doesn't really make any well, sense. He, he didn't want to go to jail. I'd rather go to jail than be dead. Well, it, he probably wasn't really thinking. Wait, so <clears throat> that's not the attitude people think. I don't want to say people like that because it makes it sound like a, a stereotype, but just people in a position like that. Like I've personally been caught in a sticky situation with something I shouldn't have had, and I've had to dispose of it in a way that I didn't necessarily want to do. Yeah. And like it, it, I didn't die from it, but you know it fucked me up a little bit. And I I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I'd rather take that than go to jail. You know, he didn't think he was gonna die. Right. He thought he was gonna eat him. He could. He was either a gonna be just super fucked up, or b he could get to a bathroom and get rid of him before anything bad happened, or really bad. But you know, it it just ended up not working out that way. Yeah. And that's kind of the same. It, it you don't realize it's too late until it's already so the, past yeah. the point of no return. Like, you don't, it doesn't, it kind of, I don't want to say it hits you, like, all at once, but, you know, once you realize that you are overdosing or you're dying, <clears throat> there's not much you can do personally to stop it. Hello? Sorry, Ooh. my internet cut out for a second. <laughs> oh, you're good. My, my computer was doing that with me and Dylan. Like, my entire computer looked like it would just shut down, and it would turn back on. I'm like, uh, did the audio yeah. cut out? No? Okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah, my internet has been been cutting out. Whenever I'm on my computer, I don't know if it's because I'm not hardwired. Oh, well, Casey just left the Discord call. <laughs> I'm back. See, my internet is uh-huh. garbage. There he is. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't keep messing up. Right. That would be annoying. So yeah, if, if anything, we can just edit it out, but probably just keep yeah, it in. I was still, <laughs> Comedic I'm, relief after a super depressing time. Yeah, I was still talking when it was. So, <clears throat> I want to get back on the Juice World. Um, it's just... Yeah. I just wish, like, someone actually, like, I, I'm sure people stepped up and said something about it, but just, I mean, I know he has a ton of, I know he has a ton of pre-recorded music, so we'll probably be hearing Juice Word for a long time until all of his music's released, which is... No, I've heard rumors that there's going to be, like, three more albums. Apparently he's recorded thousands of songs. Oh, and you could, only, the dude was I'm, only 21. Everyone who's listened to the album has heard the little bits and pieces that are on there about the freestyles and stuff he does. Like, dude will literally just go to the studio and make, like, ten songs in a day. <clears throat> and they'll all be super good because he'll just go in there for three minutes, freestyle over it, and be like, yeah, that's pretty good. Right. And there'll be a song. That's insane. And he's done that so many times. So that's why he has so much music. And his freestyles are just, like, good. And he's 21. Like, he, he's so young, man. He was as old as we are, a little bit older. Yeah, he literally died like a week after his it, birthday or a couple of days. Yeah. Sad. It's really, it's really sad. Yeah, that, that's the hardest part for me listening to this album because it, it's amazing. And it doesn't necessarily take away from it. But knowing that he went out the way he did it, and him rapping about it. He's every like, song of him rapping about you it. Know, this, this album really I, I, showed. I need these pills. Yeah. It's... I have a problem. I'm addicted. Like it's killing me. I know it's killing me, but I can't stop, or I don't want to yeah. stop. The album really showed what he honestly was going through. Every song was just about the same. Um, it wasn't about all the songs weren't the same, but they were around the same concept of what he was doing with his life. Yeah, I I think that I forget exactly what it was, but there was an interlude. I think it might have been like the very the anxiety intro thing. Yeah. That it is that is what it. 
was now I'm thinking about it. But he talks about how like there's more issues in this world to talk about than heartbreak or there's like bigger issues to talk about than heartbreak. Yeah. Which in a sense I feel like not that his other songs talked about just getting your heart broke, but that's kinda what like it stemmed from. You know, all girls are the same, lucid dreams. Mm-hmm. All those songs are about Robbery. getting like, you know yeah, it's it's getting your heart broke and you're having to deal with being alone or and feeling like yeah, something and using drugs to make bad happen. Yeah, and then this album is more the you know like anxiety, addiction, his personal issues that he's venting about. Not so much trying. I don't want to say he was fitting a mold because he was definitely venting in those other songs. Oh, yeah. But now that he had a girlfriend and he was creating sort of a different type of music from a different mindset, he started to enter this territory of like i'm going to start to make real shit i'm gonna make music about what i go through and the issues i deal with every day to let people know that they aren't alone such a good album (laughs) yeah and that's why i that's why juice was probably going to be one of my favorite artists for the rest of my life because not only throughout high school when i heard like his stuff on soundcloud and like his freestyles and then when he actually blew up and went crazy and then like uh, when I went to college and I was going through that hard, like crazy time for me, I went and I always fell back on music and I just always I happened to follow like follow on Juice World. It's not what I listen to twenty four seven, but I definitely found myself listening to you More know all um, like Death Race for Love and like all of that that whole album really that while I was uh, in school, but. It really just hits home. His music hits home to a lot of people. That's the thing. It yeah, goes I, so- I, I can really relate to this, the shit he's talking about. Right. And that's why his the music is so good, because it goes to such a big group of people who have gone through bad things in their life, and it helps them escape what's going on. Yeah, it's like he talks about how music was an escape for him, too. He's like, if I had shit going on outside... In my life, he's like, I can go and I can make music and I vent and I get rid of that shit. Or he's like, it distracts me from the stress. You know, that was like his main drug was music. Hello? And everything else just kind of fell into place. Hello? Yeah, I, I didn't hear you for a second. Oh, you're good. I think my desktop did something funny. Our computers are just going all yeah, out we're of trying to today. get an episode. <laughs> we're trying to get an episode and the internet's just poo-poo. But... Oh well. It's just like I've been saying. It just it helps so many people through their lives, like because they were like I've been saying it relates to everyone, <clears throat> and it just makes people feel like they're they aren't alone and that there's other people going through these things. And it's crazy to think about. Yeah, and it it it's hard to think about. Like, I understand why he didn't get the help that he needed. Why? And because he was surrounded by people who encouraged the behavior. I'm not trying to point fingers on any artists or anything, but there are plenty of people that he's worked with in the past that are crazy pill addicts, man. And that they do these hardcore drugs and they drink lean like it's water all the time. And it, it sounds cool on paper. Like when they're when they're on stage rapping about it and the, everyone's going crazy, yeah. it's like yeah, it seems fun and all, but I think Juice World talked about the other side of it. You know, he's like when you get down to brass tacks, shit sucks. Yeah. Like you're addicted to a hardcore drug. It's, it's and hard to get off. It's Talk not about how terrible. It it's is not to get off, how hard it is to get out. 
of the addiction. Right, and it's not necessarily talked down on either. Like that addiction is it's almost like weird if you don't pop pills in today's society or like, you know, in that sort of rap culture. Yeah. I don't want to say that people are ostracized because of it, but it's. De- I'm sure there are places where, like, if you don't walk in there and take a handful of pills, people look at you weird. Yeah, that's just, like that's crazy. Kind of like if you walk into a party and you don't grab a beer, you go for the glass of water. Everyone's gonna be like, "Okay, what's up with this virgin?" Like, yeah, like, what, huh? what's this dude doing? What are they? What? Yeah, and that's what how I feel like some of those places are. So it's almost like he, he, he could have went to places and to parties. Like, I do not want to take pills tonight. I'm not gonna do it kind of like with nicotine or something like getting off cigarettes for people they're great when they're on their own but then they go to work where everyone at their work has cigarettes yep. and they're smoking them right in front of them and it's they're like okay let me you know one. they're not gonna you, you know they're not gonna say no if you ask or they actually offer it to you so then you would have to turn it, it, it it's hard when you're in that environment to turn it down yeah and Again, an addiction is when when you're fighting it, you don't want to stop. Yeah, like scary. Your, your body's craving it, and you might make your mental is telling you, like, dude, you're not okay right now. Like, you need to change something. But your body's like, who gives a fuck? You're, you're, we feel good when we eat this little brat, like this pill, or do whatever, drink yep. lean, or even like with alcohol and um, like other drugs like that that people th- use as like therapeutics. It, it, it just can turn so ugly and so dark so fast before you even until, realize what's going yeah, and on. Until you realize you can't stop it and you have to do it until you just die. I mean, I'm not saying everyone dies if they're on a, with an addiction or something. Some people escape it, and it's amazing that they were able to. It, it's it's crazy to see how so many people lose their lives to things that they sh- they they could have stopped themselves. I'm not, I don't want to say that they could have stopped themselves because. If it's hard to talk, it's a hard, it's like a big debate. Like if it's a choice to get stuck on it, or you're just your body's making you do it. Well, I mean, I think there's a certain level of personal choice that you have when it comes to first taking the drug. Like yeah. whenever you're offered something, like there's of course a level of choice where you have to acknowledge, like. I'm about to take this drug. It's going to do this to me. I know that it's bad for me, yada, yada, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then for something I think that's extreme, like I'm going to go for an extreme example, heroin for an, uh, just for this conversation. Like you take it once and you can be hooked on yeah. it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it that that's that's it. And you're an addict. And you'll literally you'll, you'll fuck over your best friend, your mother, literally everybody you ever know just to get the next high. And that's how oh, that's the it's just so sad. Uh, it's just so hard to it's so hard to wrap my head around and I I, I getting back to the conversation, I kind of forgot where I was going with that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but once you're addicted, it I don't think it's no longer a choice. Yeah, it's your choice. It's your, I, I don't. I don't it's think your choice that, to start it, but then you get stuck in it, and you can't escape it right. unless you really and all, put your mind into it and make yourself do it. Give up. Give it up. And and also, I think that people in situations like that, like I said, when you walk into the party and you do, you get water instead of a beer, people look at you funny. Yeah. If you find yourself in a situation where everyone is doing that and you're the one person who's not. Like, you know, you're going to want to fit in or oh, how bad can it be? All my friends do it. Right. And you, that's all it takes. 
exactly. It's one, it's one slip and like one bad judgment call. Like how many times have you made a bad decision in your life where you, you've done something and it's fucked shit up for a really long time. And you know that if you didn't do this one little thing, it would have stopped all these dominoes from falling over. Yeah. Like I can, there's plenty of those for me. Yeah. And that that's essentially what that is. And I think once the dominoes start to fall, You're just there stopped. has to be something else that stops them. Like the dominoes aren't going to stop themselves right, yet until you put yourself until it's it. over. You have to some something else has to come in come into play there, and that's what I like. I think if Juice wanted to get better, like he would have had to just you know, I'm taking a few a, a while off music. I got all these songs, yeah. this that and the other, and he's like, I need to go to rehab. That's what Hobson like, did. I need to get the he didn't go to rehab, but he like, he dropped the song saying that he doesn't want to deal with this the pain that he was dealing with and that he's going to give up. He's going to stop doing music for a while. He like packed his bags and I, he, I don't know where he moved. He moved to some country, a country like across the world into a mansion like by himself and a couple people. And he literally just, he just started dropping. Music. Got his head straight. Like he got his head straight and he dropped a couple, like three or four songs and they're all just been great. And he's doing great. Yeah, man. It's great to see it. It's great to see people overcome yeah, yeah. like the thing, hard things in their life. Yeah, man, and I don't. I think that c- certain people need help, and that not only is there a certain stigmatism about asking for that help, but once you ask and you have that label, like people look at you a different way. It depends who you're. It's like, depends, it depends who that is. Well, I mean, if, if Juice World went to rehab and he. This is like I'm a drug addict. I got clean. No one would, you know, bat an eye. But I'm talking more like with mental health yeah. issues. Like the reason that he was taking those drugs was because of mental health issues. He was ignoring or he was avoiding like healthy options to fix or healthy options to work with. Instead of you know going to talk therapy and meditating and doing things that. You know, I found helpful to get my head on straight. He resulted to these drugs, which is what lots of people yeah. do. And you know, the sad part is, is those drugs are legal. They're they're FDA approved. What drugs? So you can go like his like Percocet and Xanax and all of these pills that Opioids you know, like mental health, like mental health pills, essentially like benzos and all this stuff that makes you turn into a zombie. Like they're legal. It's, it's scary. And it it no, you can't just go to a store and buy it. But it's not necessarily that hard to get if you know how the system works, or if you're a millionaire rapper like Juice World. Yeah. Like he he, it's super easy to get your hands on that. And you know oxycotton and fucking all that stuff. It's so easy to get your hands on if you have that much money and that much notoriety. I'm like I'm sure I could go find some if I looked hard enough. Like what, are you saying you're famous? It's well, I know. I know. What no, you're saying. I'm saying it. I'm saying it's everywhere. It's just. It's so, so easy. easy to get the hands scary on. part. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's so easy to get your hands on it. It's, it's so scary how easy it is. It's messed up. Yeah, man. I just we we need we need more advocation for mental health, and and make it. I don't want to say more commonplace, or, but we need to make it more. I guess acceptable I think, for people yeah. to truly open up about their feelings and their emotions. Cause I, I think that's like one of the most 
uh, like brave and upfront and honest things you can do. Like would it just completely shed your own sort of sense of pride and self-esteem and open up about, Hey, I have issues and I need to get help for them and I'm going to get help and I'm going to get better. I'm not going to keep masking it with drugs or, you know, sex yeah. or whatever is your vice. Like I, you're, I'm going to actually take steps to make a positive impact on that. And that's almost, I don't want to say it's looked down upon. Cause when I say it like that, everyone's like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> but then if I were to open up or I don't want to say me, but if people were to open up about these mental health issues they have, and some people are walking around with super serious mental health issues and are not getting help for it. And they're just living their day to day life. And you have no idea what these people are going through. And if you understood and accepted it, it would be such a healthier and better society because we wouldn't be afraid to talk about this. I, and it, we wouldn't be afraid to confront our demons like we are now. I, it's hard enough to do it on your own, but when you have a society that's going to ostracize you or look down on yeah. you for it, for actually coming out and saying it, I'm at, it's so much harder. Yeah, I was like, I wish it was more like accepted, like you were saying. I wish it was more accepted for people to come out and say that they're not okay and that if they say that they don't get oh you're it's just okay it's just a little stage no people get stuck in these people get stuck in a mental a mental wor- world of their own and they just think everything is the worst and it's just i just wish people would understand it better than they do like it's getting a lot better now but like it needs to get better and uh, i don't know yeah, how to it make comes it from the sense of it comes from a sense of people don't understand what it's like to hit rock bottom like yeah. that. Like there's, it, it, it takes a certain lever, level of like character development, I would say, to understand what people go, who go through stuff like that deal with, or you have to be in their shoes. Yeah. You have to go through the a same situation as them. And unless you do either of those things, you're not going to have that mindset of like, I know what it feels like to be on that verge and like, you know, like I'm about to cross over a line and I'm not going to be able to come back from it. Right. And it, it, I feel like if more people knew that feeling in that sense of like, I'm alone, like even if I'm in a room with a thousand people who are all screaming my name and cheering and happy, like happy for me, I'm still going to feel alone. You're like, how, how can that? Well, yeah, I, I people don't, don't understand know. it. Yeah. It, 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 if people were more open-minded and more understanding of that issues, like, or I, I, I not issues, tragedies, like the stuff that occurred with Juice World and Lil Peep and so many other great artists, all the way back that have overdosed on drugs or committed suicide or anything like that. Like Chris Cornell and oh my God, all of those people who, if someone would have just talked to them, you know, or if they had a place where they felt comfortable just letting loose and opening up and not, not being ashamed of having these demons and in fact, embracing them and using them in a positive way. But no, either it's let's drown it with alcohol. Yeah, let's drown it with touring and more, <laughs> and, more drugs, you know, and drugs yeah. and all. It just I don't. It, it's so hard 
for me to wrap my head around knowing what I personally deal with and have dealt with that people are so ignorant about this yeah, a lot and ignorant of about are. mental health. That's and crazy, it, it's, it, it doesn't affect me, so I don't care. Or it doesn't affect me, so I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, it, 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 I don't understand how people can't understand when, when someone's upset for no reason. Just because they are. Because their brain makes them. Like, yeah. how do people don't understand? Like you just wake. can't control it. People can't control it. Like, they, they also don't have the knowledge to back it up like i have a serotonin tattoo on my wrist because i lost all of it in middle school and i figured putting some of it on my wrist would help (laughs) right but it's like the you know the the happy molecule and having less of that makes you less happy generally (laughs) who would have thought and if there's people who are like what what do you mean serotonin what is that stuff (laughs) what is it is it all the (laughs) <laughs> that's that's i don't know it's sad like i know people in my family talk like that and they're, they're, they're not dumb but that's just my automatic voice so i'm trying to sound like someone who doesn't know what they're talking about like, wow what a- <laughs> that's hilarious i mean are you wrong no okay there's some smart rednecks uh, but i haven't met one <laughs> oh my i forgot where i was going with this <laughs> we got off track. You were talking about how people don't understand that serotonin leaves your body. You don't get happy. Oh, yeah. So the chemicals and the way that your brain is wired, like, you know, it, your shit has to be hooked up right or else it malfunctions. It's like a car engine. Yeah. It's, it, if you don't got... If you don't have the right valves and the right uh, pressure and you know fuel ratio and all that fun stuff, I, I'm trying to pull out all the South Tech from the back of my brain, but it's not working right now. Like it, your engine's not gonna work, but you can go in and read a book and like understand why your it doesn't work. Well, your brain is a similar thing. We just know less about it than a car engine because you know the brain built the engine. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's crazy that the hu- we we're literally brains walking around. Like I, I think I've talked about this before, but there was like a meme on Facebook I saw a long ass time ago because I'm still not on there. But it was like you know we're a brain piloting a mech skeleton wearing armor made of flesh or something like that. Like that's that's true. Like our brain is who we are, and everything else is just an extension of our brain, a way for our brain to get around and do stuff and not die. It's it's just so scary how we don't like we still. I feel like people will say we know everything about the brain, but I feel like there's not a chance. Not a chance. How could we know everything about something that we're only able to use ten percent of? (laughs) I know. Like, imagine if someone could use their their actual full brain. Lucy, you seen that? Remember that movie? I think it was like Scarlett Johansson, and she got like unlocked. She was like a science experiment or something gone wrong. No. Or she escaped and she's able to use like more of her brain power. And at the end of the movie, she has like telekinesis. So she's like throwing cars around with her mind and shit. I thought you were, I thought you were talking about my cat. <laughs> no, it's uh, I forget when it came out. It, it was, it's another really good movie. Yeah, Lucy. But yeah, we literally can only use 10% of our brains. Yeah, it's, it's or we weird. think we can only use 10% of our brains. And you know, at the, Human brain, and I'm going to get on another rant. The human yep. brain is so, so like, perplexing to me. I'm trying to find the right word because I literally just sit here and I think about 
there is something that's inside of my head that's trying to figure itself out. Like I'm, it's just a constant infinite loop of like, my brain is trying to figure out my brain, which is thinking about my brain. And it's just like, mm, and I, I look in the mirror and it's literally coming out of my ears, like steam's coming out of my ears. Cause I just get stuck in these like crazy <laughs> loops of like, what is going on inside of my own head? And that, again, that kind of gets back to the whole thing we were talking about at the beginning of, you know, the juice world and mental health and stuff and people getting stuck in loops in their own head. Yeah, the song Stuck in a Loop by Chase. The one I just talked about is one of yeah. my favorite songs. Do you ever listen to it? Uh, I don't, I might have. I can't remember off the top of my head. i what the song is about, how he's just stuck in the same, same thing every day. And he can't change yeah. it. And he just says, please get me out of this loop. And that's how the song ends. I'm like, yeah, depressing. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a really good song, though. You should listen to it after we're done recording. Oh, I will. 100%. 100%. So, do you want to. So it's going to be the yeah, catchphrase. Do you want to move on to the next thing we want to talk about? Or you want to say a finish thing about this? Uh, I, I think. Well, I mean, really. I mean, we can go. A we finishing can, I mean, we note. can really go on about this for. I feel like we can go on this for about a couple hours, I feel like. Oh, yeah, forever. But, I mean, I just wanted to say one thing to kind of wrap up my whole point behind it because I started rambling and lost my train of thought, I think, like six times during that whole little well, spiel. That's the name of the podcast, so. <laughs> but it, if you are experiencing any sort of issues, even if you don't think it's mental health issue, like you don't have to have depression to go to a therapist. You don't have to have anxiety to go to a therapist. You can go to a therapist to be a completely normal person, but you just need to vent about shit that's going on in your life because yeah. stress affects everybody. And stress is a, something that physically can wear on your body and it will make you sick and it's not a good thing. And don't be afraid to open up to people about what's going on with you. Exactly. Like people that you trust that are close to you. And then even professionals like, I talked about in our guest podcast, when you talk to a therapist, it's like getting the tools to work on your brain and getting the knowledge to know, like to, to wake up and have a certain mindset of like, yes, I am depressed today. I don't want to get out of bed, but I know if I don't get out of bed, then more stuff is going to happen, which is going to make me more depressed and it's just going to make stuff worse. So it's basically you grabbing yourself and pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. You're like, I don't care how heavy my chest is right now. I'm getting out of this bed. And that is, that's kind of what I think everybody who goes through something can eventually, the depression can achieve that sense, that mindset. It's not a sense of you, you get over it and it goes away. You learn how to deal with it and you learn how to cope with it and you learn how to use it in a positive way, actually, which is what I've been trying to do recently. Yeah. It's, it's so hard, man, oh, <laughs> trying yeah. to take all the negative that's in your head and turn it into positive, but that, that's when I'm the most productive and that's when I think of the most creative stuff. Yeah. Like whenever I try and take the fucked up stuff that's happened in my life and twist it around and be like, you know, this happened to me. So, some, and yes, it caused all so these issues, but it happened from it. Is that what that's what I think of whenever I think of things like that? Oh, yeah, man. I, I have plenty of host stories. Yeah. So now. But anyway, let's just, if if you're going through something, don't be afraid to talk about it to anyone. 
hell, you can leave a comment on here and we'll bring it up. Uh, well, but yeah, we'll not bring it up in the podcast. Like, you know, but we'll, I want anybody to know that there are places you can go and people you can talk to, to get help for any issues you may have and that you aren't alone. Nobody who goes through an issue like that is the only person who has ever experienced it. There are thousands of other people or maybe even millions of other people who are going through the same things that you're going through. Yeah. And you just need to find those people and talk to those people and learn how to deal with what you're dealing with. Cause it is possible. Why it just takes, it just takes work and it's hard and it's not easy. Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, it, it takes a long time yeah. to build that mental fortitude and that strength up to deal with that stuff. But once you do it, man, it is so worth it. So worth it. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, now we, now it so, now we can move on. Yeah. Now that I got that out of the way. <laughs> so we kind of get into like a I don't I wouldn't say happier since because what's going on with Doctor Disrespect, but he did post something that seems pretty good on his Twitter. He posted like a video of him. It what looks to be like him. It's like a silhouette of a guy who looks about the same height as him and the crazy hair. The crazy is it his real hair? Or is it a wig? I'm pretty sure it's a wig. He goes with the whole, like, headset and stuff. Yeah, it just looks like a little silhouette of him standing in, like, what looks to be an alleyway. But it's like people are like, oh, he's finally going to come back and speak up about what happened with him at Twitch. And what I saw, I was watching a video, and apparently there's going to be a lawsuit. He's going to make a – he's going to file a lawsuit against Twitch. But I'm I'm sure that won't be public at all. I'm sure we'll see hear a reason about it, but then we probably won't hear anything else about Unless it. Unless he makes it public. Unless he makes it public, yeah. Because Twitch won't. Yeah, Twitch doesn't make anything public. If it deals with people, they they pay to stream on their platform, which is yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, I never was a big Doctor Disrespect fan, as I said before, but it's nice to see that he can he's gonna bounce back again for the what to be the third time, because he had two pretty big mess ups before. Oh Stuff yeah, with he, his wife. he's not not made the best decisions, and then I don't know yeah, what, what, what's the second thing I happened. I know he messed something. He like did something to his wife. Well, he cheated on his wife, and that that was a whole thing for a decent amount of time, and people didn't like him for that for obvious reasons. Yeah, and then that sort of drama all settled out. I actually think they like became like you know cool about it. I don't know if they're. I don't know exactly if they're together still or not, but that settled back out. And then when he was at E3, he was live streaming IRL like on his phone at E3, and he was going into like for some reason, he went into a public bathroom while live streaming on his phone, and there were kids in there. Well, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, like there, like there, there were not like he wasn't walking around filming the kids, right. but like but you still. know, you you don't. Dude, don't film yourself in a public fucking bathroom. <laughs> but he didn't. He, he like bounced, that is just somehow he bounced back good from that though, and now look at him. He, yeah, well, because obviously he wasn't trying to make like child porn right. or anything sadistic from it. He it was a mistake, and he acknowledged it was a mistake. But like you know, still that was a it's a no no. <laughs> I wonder how he's gonna like one back. one wrong turn from somebody, and they could have seen you know it could have been like a huge huge, huge yeah. issue. <laughs> I want to see what he's going to do to try to bounce back from whatever he did that Twitch banned him for. Yeah, well, I mean, it, a lot of people were saying it had to do with something illegal like, or something like that was... Like... I, that's what I thought for a while. Like, it, it just had to do with something like, you know, he, he was getting busted for something. did he, he do was drugs going to jail before he or streaming? Something. 
Maybe. I, there was I don't know. About I think that. he still smokes. I think he still smokes pot. A lot but... of streamers do that. A lot of people do. Well, that. yeah, because I'm sure it's. I think he lives in California. Yeah. It's legal. I think it is legal in California. But sure. well, I, I I think he lives in California. It is. It's legal to smoke pot there. But um, why would Twitch care about that though? It had to have been something major, like a major drug. Yeah, I, drug. I, I I don't know. I, mean, I, I think that it has to be some shady. It's some shady stuff with Twitch. Because Twitch is, yeah. I, I think it's run by Amazon. I think so. that they they just invested a lot of money in him, and they may have realized like, oh shit, this was a mistake. And then Shroud and Ninja, the whole mixer deal. He's on YouTube though, and, so. Well, yeah, he is now, but the the. There was speculation before about something happening, and I don't know. It's just really, it's such a strange time, and all this stuff has happened in such a short period. It's weird. It's just really weird when you sit down and you look at the timeline of events, and you see the way things have unfolded. It's like, dude, something doesn't add up. Because Doc was banned, Mixer shut down. Um, you know, there was a bunch of drama about that whole Brime thing and people what? like oh, going together. That, platform that platform. third party stream service that people thought they were like gonna go to, but just turned out to be some like people going crazy on the internet and thinking of some. Well, like, it might be a thanks though. Wild I don't stories. Know. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, I, I Brime is still a thing, but Doctor Disrespect isn't going to Brime. There's How so many that like. Because that streaming service is like many other, like you, we can start a streaming service right now, just like we can start a podcast. You said what? We can start a a streaming service. Oh, I thought you were talking about like anyone, like anyone like Doctor. Well, if we if go. we put the work into it, like no, we can literally make our own Twitch, like our own version of Twitch, our own version of Mixer, like on a website. Yeah, but we got. And be we rich. can have a streaming service. It, well, no, I'm, and, but people do that, and they make their own, and that's what Brian is. It's not. And the whole reason that people thought they were going to that account was because they were following Doctor Disrespect and Ninja and Shroud. Yeah. Well, like, do, you know how many people follow those guys? Like, it just it was a coincidence. Yeah. And they even Brian even put out a tweet like, you know how many small streaming services follow the big streamers? Like they're you can only, go to literally yeah. every other page and see the same people that they, they they're following the same people we are. Like yeah. there's just no reason. The only to thing Am- Twitch is scared of is because it's made by Google. That's the only reason Google and Spotify. That's the only reason they would be freaked out about it. Because of how much money they actually yeah. have. Because I mean, Microsoft has a ton of money, but they try to make it a streaming platform and it f- failed miserably. Well, slowly yeah. failed miserably. It did good in the first couple of weeks, but still. Yeah, it didn't like crash right away, but it, it stayed for a couple of years. Good. I liked it better than Twitch. The interactions with chat was a thousand times better than Twitch. Twitch is so old school still. It's getting better though. Yeah. We'll just see if once. I wonder what's gonna happen once the Brime actually goes live. I wonder how many streamers yeah. are gonna jump, jump the bandwagon and actually like stream on there because if you get big streamers like I, I wonder what big streamers would go there i mean google paid i don't know if any money. big streamers would necessarily make a move to go there but they would pick up all the people that twitch doesn't have like on a contract yeah oh yeah easy you know like 
because there there are big streamers who are making good money from Twitch that don't have a contract with Twitch, the, the just from subs yeah, and donors. The crazy and, thing, and they can go wherever they yeah, want. Yeah, the crazy thing is that Twitch really signs people to stream on their platform, like it's a sport. Yeah, it's cr- it's so. It's I mean, awesome. they they, I they love basically it. buy they like buy the rights to their stream. But literally, they're like, hey. Yeah. We think your content is great. Your content is going to bring us mutually a great amount of business. Yeah. So let's make a good business deal Literally here. Sign I'll a give contract. you money if you agree to stream on my platform. So that way my business grows, you make money, everybody's happy. And then they're like, yes or no. And it's I mean, literally like they <laughs> sign a sports contract to a year, yeah. three-year deal. <laughs> It's just crazy to see how big streaming has gotten from where it started. Yeah. I'm just so excited to see esports, man. Like, especially with Valorant coming out. Valorant's esports have been like, doing pretty good, actually. I, I think esports is going to take a huge turn in the next, like, five to ten years. Well, I think in the next within the next year or two with, with, the, with COVID. Oh yeah, everyone being everyone inside being home and, and you, having nothing and to do. And be played from everyone's house. <laughs> like yeah, like they have, they've had the big big tournaments, like Twitch Prime tournaments and stuff, are you know all from people streaming at their own place. That's awesome. And it's the best players in the world performing in their prime. Like you know, it's it would be like going to the Super yeah. Bowl, and seeing the two best teams in the. Like NFL like can be like me and Austin went to Smart Worlds. Wa- we literally went to watch the the best teams of the league. Like, when play. we went to the League of yeah. Legends Spring Finals, dude. Oh, that was great. Like, well, we watched the best two teams well, go. I'm pretty sure they went to a game, like a five game series. It was a reverse sweep. Yeah, literally a reverse sweep. It, it was Liquid and uh, TSM, if I remember yeah. right. It literally, it's just. And uh, Bjergsen. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't but, uh, remember. I don't remember the names because I don't follow the league. Oh, it was so one. so much fun. It's just Oh, what was it? Cloud it's like cloud something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the the guy on liquid. Double lift, not cloud. Double lift is his name. Double lift, yeah, he, he just hard Double lift and Bjergsen. Yeah, because that's why I wanted them to win. I'm like, he's the only dude I know at League of Legends. I want them to win. And then it was two O TSM and I was like, Yikes, this is not gonna be good. And then they came back, Liquid came back and reverse swept them. It was like six or seven hours straight oh my of God, just yeah. video games. That was the day I got my car accident. But that too. place was packed. That place was packed. That was a good. It was a like good day besides the car accident. But yeah, the put. Yeah. The, I felt like I was literally at a a champ. I, it was obviously it was a championship game, but like it felt like I was at like a championship like slew game because it was in shape. It was. They sold out this entire Shafix <laughs> arena. Like sold that bitch a out. Game. There were so many a people in game. there. It was insane. Yeah, it, the, the stage and, like, the way they oh, had it real. all set up. And it, it was just such an experience. Like, that's what I think esports can be eventually for everything. Not just the big League of Legends, like, you know, spring split finals or what. Uh, any, that's like how something Overwatch like League that. is. Well, used to be before uh, COVID. They used to have people, you can go to week, weekly games. You can buy a ticket to a game and go watch. Uh, they had. We should do that next time. N- next time, well, next time, whenever it comes back, that'd be a really well, cool thing. I mean, that. Overwatch League is franchise, so like, once we get a St. Louis team, <laughs> yeah, play for them or uh, go to Chicago. They have a Chicago team, one. I'm pretty sure, actually. 
Yeah, that's what I, th- I thought. They play they in the arena that the AUW show was in. I don't remember what it was. Allstate or something like that. The little it's not it's like fifteen thousand people, but still, <laughs> that's a lot of people. Yeah, to come go and watch a video game. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because I I think Esports with be huge. how big streaming is. is getting, and how big how big it is right now, but then not with this whole sort of COVID thing and people becoming more open and more like they use technology more, and you know it's funny that. I'm sure there's lots of people who are like, you know, playing video games and doing that is no way to make. That's not. That's not how you make a living. The people who say that you the go video out, game you work a nine more. to five, and then not 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 only that, but when COVID hit, the people who are making the money were the people playing video yep. games. The people who are working were the people playing video games. Not necessarily because they had a choice. <laughs> like, a, like I'm sure if those other people like had a job to go to, they would go. But you know, it. Yeah. It's not like. <laughs> a, it's a, job a bad now. decision, I would it's say. It's it's just hard to do. It's like it's so hard. I don't want to compare it like you going into a sport because you have to be like physically, <clears throat> physically, I think dominant. Right, but, I mean, you got to be built a certain way to be a professional streamer. I'm not talking physically, but like you either have to be super dominant in a game like Shroud, mm-hmm. or you just got to be insane in every aspect of your aim and your gameplay like because trout isn't that funny uh-uh. he doesn't have the most I don't, thrilling I don't commentary watch him, to watch him like you don't know i don't think really most people watch him for his commentary and his funny outtakes on videos they watch him to ace people in csgo yeah. or ace teams in csgo and they watch him to like shred three squads at one time in apex legends oh my god his without a- saying a word his apex like it, it, gameplay Unreal. Yeah, it, that that's what people watch. But then on the flip side, you got people where, like like Tim the Tatman. Tim the Tatman is steadily getting thirty k viewers at one time but, on Twitch. Tim the Tatman's really funny, and he's like, he's pretty good at games too. Yeah, like he's he's funny. Or he's pretty good at games, but he plays with like professionals. Like he plays with people who used to play like Warzone. He plays with Nade Shot. And he plays with Cloaksy, and he plays with people who have literally had professional gaming experience, but he just got there because of his personality, which isn't a bad yeah. thing. That was like the other thing I wanted to bring up was like you need either skill or the personality or a mix of both. Like you need to be fucking hilarious, super dominant, or somewhere in between. Like you need to be good enough that people watch you, but also funny enough that people grow to like you as a person and not just like what you're doing like your gameplay exactly that's how it is for like that's how it is for sports you don't go and watch the worst team no you go and watch the best people i mean if a bad player if if a great player is on a bad team you don't go to watch the team you go to watch the player yeah that's how it just is with video games too and people don't understand all the boomers (laughs) all the okay boomers. all the boomers think it's not a real career even I mean, people are just saying people think we just say that because we're younger than them, but it honestly can be I mean, career. It, it, people it, have the it, time to do it. It's so hard to get into. Like in order to become a professional video game player, you have to practice more at that than you would at a normal sport. Yeah. Oh, twelve. But you know, playing football and baseball is perfectly fine. In fact, you're lucky if you get to do that. But being a professional video game player is frowned the thing upon. About the, the thing about video game, becoming a professional uh, esports player. Is that it, it literally can be anyone? Like you're you're not gonna see some 
like a five foot guy go and be an all star basketball player. There's, yeah. I mean, there's, but there's you, been some, there's can. been some guys, but it's it's rare. But one in a million. It's rare. Like everyone's not going to be Spud Webb or Nate yeah. Robinson. If or you're like, or even Steph Curry doing anything. Yeah, I mean Steph Curry. Right? I mean, yeah, he's extent. like six foot. He's, he's six foot, but like he's going up against guys that are six five and above. <laughs> yeah, he's short compared. He's the same height as you, <laughs> almost. Yeah, but he's again. He's playing against people who are like Kevin Garnett. Yeah. And they're like twelve, Kevin, twelve foot Kevin six. Durant, like, seven foot one. LeBron, who's six. Is it nine, cold up there? Six, yeah. It's just if you if you could be, if you put your effort, and literally anyone can be a professional esports player. And that's that's why I think it is going to be so one huge. of the most mentally competitive, like sports in the world. Oh yeah, like it's not necessarily physically competitive because no, you aren't bumping heads, no. you aren't you know shoot running around. You can just get you're playing song. a video game, but mentally, you understand how wired you have to be for at least eight to ten G hours fuel. a day playing video games. G fuel like. <laughs> G Fuel sponsor. Eventually. Oh, I wish. Use code arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Um, but oh, I, I can't. I hope That's eventually one day we we can dream, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's gonna happen if we put our minds to it. But I, I think that esports is like one of the most competitive professional avenues of. Like competition, I guess, is a good a lot way to, to get into. That. Like you have to put in so much mental work, and then you also have to stay in shape, because like you can't just be super unhealthy eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew twenty four seven playing video games eight hours a day and expect a, to perform. I mean, like if you feel like shit, you're gonna play like a, shit. A lot of so these people, players, or streamers are good or really fit. They work out constantly. Oh yeah, they're really they work out and then stream. <laughs> And that's that's it. They do. And they they stream for eight hours. They work out for four, and then they sleep then, for the other and then twelve. Wake up, do it all over again. Yeah, and I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think bank. it's it, it's a super. I think it's a it's a very healthy, a very productive lifestyle. But you know, it's it's, it's healthy just. If, if you it, make it, it I healthy. think it has to do with jealousy, man. It has yeah, to do with the, jealousy. It's, it's not people, a real. Like, I'm fucking, I'm jealous of it. I wish I could just wake up at, you know, normal human being hours, like when the sun's <laughs> up, and come down to my basement with, you know, a cup of coffee or some and G then Fuel. And then put, put, yeah, like, yeah, and then stream and not even play video games for an hour. Just talk to chat and just talk to people and get, like, you know, I'm getting paid to do it. And these people are literally paying me for the content I put out because they enjoy what I'm doing. Like that would be so cool. So I'm jealous. So it's gonna be like of it, but I'm not ignorant or angry when it comes to that jealousy. Like if anything, it motivates me to want to do it more. You know, like I, I get, I sit here and I'm like, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But it's totally possible for me to do that. Exactly. Like I just gotta put in the work. I just gotta put in the, the effort. People who say it's not a real career are the people who are jealous of the money they're making, and they think they're just making the money from yeah. just sitting down. And playing the game when it's yeah, just like such it, a big it's, it's such a big business the branding marketing once you get to the top and you i don't know have to market there's, much, i feel like there are plenty of streamers who get burnt out of streaming man and they get depressed and they get down and they're upset and they're like dude i don't want to stream oh you can't stream your whole I you feel cannot be a streamer your entire life there's not a chance they they feel obligated to, you know, to an extent. I feel like ten like years. I feel like, is, 
I think that's a. Is there any streamers who've been streaming for ten years? Didn't Rackful kill himself? Yeah, that's what I was gonna get into. Like I, that wasn't because of no, streaming. No, he just had other problems. He had severe, severe depression for a very long time. He actually, I watched uh, something on. It, it, uh, he streams on Twitch. His name is Healthy Gamer GG. He's a Harvard psychiatrist, either psychologist or psychiatrist. I can't remember which one. But he bas- he interviews streamers and popular people. Like he's talked to XQC before. He's talked to Alinity. Uh, he's talked to quite Alinity. a few like you know Screw big Alinity. names and. Hmm? Didn't she beat her cat up? Oh, I don't, I don't. Alinity oh, literally no. threw her cat <laughs> on oh. stream, and then she showed her. Yeah. And then it get banned, and then showed her boob on stream and finally got banned. Oh my god. Okay, back to what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, he interviewed Rackful, and they they were talking about it, and he was like, "Dude, some days I wake up and I just like don't want to stream." It's nothing against any of the people like in my chat or anything that happens to me, but he's like, I just don't feel like it. Like I'm burnt. I just want a day off, but I know that I have this sort of obligation and this commitment to do this because it's what I signed up for and it's what I wanted to do, you know. But he yeah. just sometimes he really needed a break. He was a big League of Legends player, I'm pretty sure. At World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft too. I'm pretty. He was number one in the world for a long time. Long time. Really? Yeah, he put in so many hours in it. That's like where you got to start. He was one of the first, he was like one of the founders on Twitch. He was one of the first real big streamers to come from Twitch. And like when I say big, like as big as he was, was like the Tim the Tatman and Nick Merckx and Dr. Disrespect. Well, rest in peace. Like what he was on Twitch, like 60K viewers almost regularly. It, the, the equivalent to that when Twitch was small is what Wreckful was. And it was just a... Everybody was messed up by that, man. It's yeah, messed up. Mental health and all that stuff. Again, dude, it's real. It affects everybody from all walks of life. Even the people you think have it made. They're probably... They, they suffer more than us at yeah. times. The people who are the happiest. Robin Williams, Chester, Chester Bennington. Oh my god, dude! I don't want to cry. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that sure, one. But it's, it's, it truly is the happiest <laughs> people you know that are struggling the most. Yeah, uh, Robin Williams, man, that that one is that one's hard for me still because I I love stand up comedy, and that that guy is like my hero in when it comes to stand up. I didn't even like know he did stand up. <laughs> oh my god, it is the funniest shit I have ever seen. I am. I literally almost pissed my pants the first time really? I watched one of his specials. Yeah, there's um for any of the any people listening, cause, um I'll probably just show you this at some point, Casey. Look up Robin Williams live at the Met. I think it was like 1982 or 83. It's one of the best stand-up comedy albums to ever come out. It it is absolutely hysterical. I listen to it all the time. I listen to it to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I put it on real quiet really? as I lay down. Yeah, because it, it it's something to help get my mind off the day. Like if I'm super stressed out about something, I just listen to Robin Williams talk about cocaine and I laugh and then I go to sleep. <laughs> like it, 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 I love it and that that album is amazing. But it, the whole happiest people are the saddest. Like that man did nothing but bring joy and laughter and happiness everyone. into everyone yeah. he interacted with. 
And at the end of the day, he was the one person who he truly could not make happy. Yeah, give me, and give me this is the only one that really matters. Give me goosebumps. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's so it's sad, man. Yeah, it really is. Every, uh, he, he, he made everyone else so happy, but he couldn't do it for himself. Is that, is, and again, getting going back to the substance thing, instead of... I, I, I believe he did try and get help. I'm sure he did at some points, but... At the end, he turned to the substances, and that's what ended up doing him in. I believe he committed suicide, but it, of Did course there himself? was. I'm pretty sure he. Up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but I think there was alcohol involved yeah. in it before. That same thing with Chester Bennington. Yeah. They they found an empty bottle of Jack Daniels on the ground when they found him. So sad. Yeah, and it, the the these people who are just like such lights in the world, man, going through such a hard time. And it's because, again, it's almost like they're ashamed to talk about it because they feel like they're in a place where they can't be depressed. Like, I'm famous. I make money. I can't be depressed. Everyone will look at me weird if I said I was depressed. Like, no. No one will. Your brain is wired different. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how many people you sleep with. It doesn't matter how many drugs you do. If your brain is not right and you feel that you are not okay, you need to get help. Yeah. If you feel like you're not controlling yourself, that's when you really need to say yeah. something. It's like I, I brought up the analogy. It's like running on a sprained ankle. The more you do it, the worse it gets, and it's eventually going to break. Yeah. Like there's, it, It's idiotic to do that, but yet – we're taught to you know just take it, suck it up. It's life. Deal with it. Roll with the punches. It's sad. Like no, every every once in a while, there are times and there are events where you need to take a step back and say, "Hey, I need some help." Like this, this was a little bit much for me. I don't necessarily know how to handle this on my own, and I really need someone else's opinion and someone else's help to get through this in a healthy way. But no, that's you that's know, not it's, what let's go to the time. bar. It's let's let's go do this. Let's go do that. And all of it's unhealthy and all of it's going to kill you. But you don't give a fuck because you're upset. You're depressed. You don't care. Yeah. Well, that's how I've been that way, too. It's just it, it, it's sad, man. I thought you were, I thought it's you were a very serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while just because the whole the Juice World album. Yeah, it, it's sort of just. Made me tr- really, really think about that kind of stuff and how people, no matter how rich and famous you are, man, no matter who you got around you, who you got supporting you, like you, you they're demons that people have and you they can't, can't shake off yeah, on their own. And like, dude, you you gotta reach out to people like that, and you can't just sit idly by and watch like, someone die. You, basically, yeah. If you don't do anything, it's almost just as bad as putting the needle in their arm yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's sad. It's really sad. <sighs> yeah, it's a. I, I didn't want to get back on a heavy topic, yeah. but you know, <laughs> it just the uh, way, way the conversation went. It's all right. If, it's if, important. If, it needs if, to. It needs to be if, talked it about. Went really good. <laughs> if it went from <laughs> talking Doctor Disrespect to streamer to a streamer that died, and then got back into the mental health part, is what is which yeah. Is what you wanted to talk about, so. Yeah, I just, man, I'm so passionate about it, and I, I, I totally, because 
I've personally dealt with a lot of shit like that, and I know you have as yeah. well. And there's so many people who I know that have dealt with that too. And it just seems like day and day goes by where it's not talked about and not dealt with, or at least in a proper way. And now that there's people who are out there like Juice World and uh, more celebrities are putting out, you know, stuff like it's okay to not be okay. Or it's okay to at least say it. Yeah. And hopefully more people are going to open up about it. But, yeah, I think that, you know, we're at an hour. Unless you had anything else you wanted to bring up. Oh, no, you kind of. <laughs> that was an intense <laughs> conversation. I'm you, like, <laughs> <laughs> you led it pretty well because I, I, I came in just really wanting to talk about the Dr. Disrespect thing. And you brought up you wanted to talk about the Juice World album and the mental health. And it all went really well together with the conversation we had today. So I really. I felt like I sat and just listened to you and gave my gave what I wanted to say about it and my opinions on it. <laughs> so I think yeah, I don't really have much else to say. Just besides like, if someone's there, if you're listening to music, Juice World's music or any other emotional music, and you feel like you're going through the same thing, it's, people just need to know that it's not you're not like you're not alone. I know everyone says that. It's a, I feel like it's like a cheesy thing to say, but like, you, it, truly it, you are. really aren't. That's the thing. And that's all I really have to say on it because there's not much I, I can do. I can't make you not be depressed. You have to go do that. You have to figure that out on your own. And it's hard to figure out, but once you figure out, you're going to be a completely different person. Exactly. exactly. This gave me goosebumps saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I don't have any le- anything else that left to say unless you do. You can send it off or say your last bit. Yeah, so uh, you got, I just feeding off yours. The 18th time I've said this episode, just, you know, it's okay to not be okay, guys. Like, these issues are prominent. They're more prominent in this time than they have ever been. Not, I'm not talking right now during, like, COVID, but in the 21st century and, like, depression and suicide are at an all-time high. The human life expectancy has dropped for the first time. Uh, in you know hundreds and hundreds of years, and it's due to opioid overdoses or like heroin overdoses, and then it suicides. Sad. And even if you don't see it or you don't deal with it personally, it is there. It's evil. It's malevolent, and it's going to eventually affect you or somebody you know. And the quicker we all realize that, and the quicker we open up to that, the quicker we can get help for these people, and we can protect people like Juice World and Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell and Robin Williams and Anthony Bourdain and, you know, even people who I have known closely and personally that have taken their own lives or have died in very unfortunate circumstances like that. And I eventually think that we will get better and we'll be in a better place soon. Oh, but yeah. it's got to start somewhere, and it's got to start with conversations like this, which is why I wanted to have it. So That was good. Thanks for talking about it, Casey. <laughs> I was iffy about it, but I'm glad. I decided to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah so good. on that on that note guys, thank you for tuning in to this, you know, unexpectedly heavy but awesome, I think, episode of the Arbitrary Ramblings podcast. Please be sure to show your, show your support down below and let us know what you think. Uh, again, we are on Spotify now. Our YouTube is officially up and running. We got two videos on there right now. 
And uh, we will be live streaming some of our episodes on Twitch. So if you are interested in that, please be sure to look us up on Twitch at Arbitrary Ramblings. Same as our you know SoundCloud, yep. Spotify, Facebook, all that stuff. Same logo and everything. And follow us over there. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, see ya.